We get the full 2023 schedule on Thursday, but when considering the opponents, what is the biggest challenge they present to the Buffalo Bills? We're breaking that down today on Locked On Bills. You are Locked On Bills, your daily Buffalo Bills podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Bills Mafia? It's Joe Marino, author of Go Bills and Buffalo's Run, also the co-host of the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast, and I'm your host of Locked On Bills. want to thank you for making Locked On Bills your first listen every day, and of course, a big welcome to our everydayers. You know who you are. Those of you who never miss a single episode, I appreciate y'all being here very, very much. I'd also like to invite you to subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, folks, I'm very excited about the schedule release that is happening Thursday evening. And so in anticipation of that, I want to talk about what we do know about the schedule, and that is the opponents that the Bills will be playing. We know who's on the schedule. We just don't know exactly when they're playing each team, what time, what order, all that type of stuff, which we'll break down for you on tomorrow's podcast. So come on back for that. But for today, I just want to look at the opponents and talk about that number one challenge that I think they present to the Buffalo Bills is. And I want to start with the home slate of games. So we'll do the home games first, then we'll do the away games. On the home schedule, and we'll start with a game that we now know about because the Bills or the NFL announced the international games on Wednesday morning. And so we know that in week five, the Buffalo Bills are playing a home game in London against the Jacksonville Jaguars. And what is the biggest challenge in this game to me? To me, it's the dynamics of the football game. You're going up against a good up-and-coming Jaguars football team that won their division, that won a playoff game last year, that got hot at the end of the season. Trevor Lawrence looks like he's going to be that dude at quarterback. Oh, by the way, the Jaguars are used to playing in London. They play there every year, it seems like, including the week before. The Jaguars in week four, prior to playing the Bills, are playing a game in London. So they get to stay there and be all accustomed to the dynamics of being overseas, adjusted to the time change, while the Bills have to travel in. The Bills are the home team in the game, but yet are the only team that has to travel that week. I guess the silver lining here is that you hope the Jaguars are burnt out, they're ready to get home. I'm sure they don't love the idea of being away from their families and away from their homes for like two weeks, but if they can have the mental fortitude, right, to stick in there, they're going to be at a great advantage with their ability to acclimate to where they are quicker than the Bills. I can't believe the NFL did that. And they're like celebrating for the first time in the history of the league, a team is going to play back-to-back games in London. Well, that sucks for the team they have to play second. And that just happens to be the Bills. It it didn't have to be this way. Did not have to be this way. Disappointing. Hopefully the rest of the schedule 
uh, lays out favorably, but we'll find that out tomorrow night. Next up, the New York Jets. The Bills play them home and away, obviously, as a divisional opponent. So we'll we'll get to the next the next three will be the divisional matchups against the Jets, Patriots, and Dolphins. We'll start with the Jets. The biggest concern about this Jets team is that defense, right? That defense gave Josh Allen all kinds of trouble last year in two games. And their young talent is going to have another year of experience, right? Sauce Gardner, Jermaine Johnson. They added Will McDonald to that defense in the draft. It's a good group, talented group that's well coached. And so you got a good defense. And now, obviously, with Aaron Rodgers coming over to be the quarterback, offensively, they're going to be a lot better. Got a feeling they won't go three games without scoring a touchdown with a playoff berth on the line like they did last year. And now there's a lot that needs to come together for them. But Aaron Rodgers is experienced with their offensive coordinator, Nathaniel Hackett, and a lot of the players that they brought over are guys that Rodgers has been with, Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb, to name a couple. So you got a an improved Jets team, right? That's a massive upgrade from the likes of Zach Wilson, Mike White, and Joe Flacco at quarterback to Aaron Rodgers. And I know Aaron Rodgers is coming off his worst season. He's older, but he's an upgrade. He's a massive upgrade to what they've had at the position. So defense is awesome, and now Aaron Rodgers takes over this offense. For the New England Patriots, I think the biggest challenge that they present is going to be the fact that they now have a competent offensive coordinator in Bill O'Brien. And not that Bill O'Brien has historically coached all these amazing offenses, right? He's been probably a league average offensive coordinator, but the upgrade from Matt Patricia slash Joe Judge to Bill O'Brien is huge. Huge, right? So they're going to be a better team on offense. And defensively, I think that's where they've really made the the most this offseason in terms of like personnel upgrades. I don't know that personnel-wise defense or offensively that they're really that much different. I think their personnel upgrades have been on defense. Getting Christian Gonzalez in the draft in the first round I think is a great pick for them, and I think that's going to be a huge addition to their secondary to go with Marte Maipu, who they got in the middle rounds, Keon White in the second round as an edge rusher. And their pass rush was already really good with Matt Judon and Josh Uche and Dietrich Wise and Christian Barmore. So now you add Keon White to that with what should be a better secondary situation. And you feel like they got some things working for them. Now, the Patriots haven't really played the Bills competitively in a number of years. Now, you can go back to the Hurricane game. I don't really put much stock in that. When the conditions are normal, the Patriots don't match up well with the Bills. But defensively, they should they should be improved, and offensively, their coaching situation is night and day better this year compared to last year. Let's get to the Miami Dolphins. I think there's two big things here. First of all, year two in that offensive system, right? Mike McDaniel coming over, really helping Tua Tungavailoa play his best football. The speed that they have at receiver and Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill, you know, that's that's going to be. That's a problem for anyone to deal with. And now they have a year under their belt together to kind of evolve and move it forward. And so I think that's going to be tough. But also Vic Fangio is their defensive coordinator, one of the best defensive minds in the NFL and has been for a few decades now. And that defense has talent. 
I know they didn't statistically perform well last year, but I thought that was more scheme and coaching than it was the talent. Their front's really good. And now their secondary has Jalen Ramsey. And so, you know, other guys are coming into that secondary as well. They're going to get Brandon Jones back at safety. Cam Smith, their second-round pick. Nick Needham's been a good player for them. He's coming back off injury. David Long's now at linebacker next to Jerome Baker. They've made personnel upgrades, and they've made a huge coaching upgrade with Vic Fangio stepping in for Josh Boyer. And so that's going to be a good football team. Obviously, for them, it's going to be about staying healthy. They have a lot of injury-prone players at key spots, starting with Tua Tungvaloa, Teron Armstead. Both their running backs are injury-prone. Xavier Howard seems to always have something nagging. David Long's been injured a ton. And so that's something to be mindful of. But if they stay healthy, that's going to be a really, really tough team to deal with. All right, folks, we've got a bunch more to get to here, including the rest of the home slate coming up in just a moment. But first, I need to tell you about Built Bar, the best-tasting protein bar on the planet. And look, if you're trying to find a delicious snack but you don't want all the sugar and calories, then you got to try Built Bars. These things are awesome. They're healthy and they're delicious. They're delicious because they're covered in 100% real chocolate, and they come in great flavors like the uh, peanut butter puff that I ate before <laughs> I recorded this podcast. they got cookies and cream. They've got coconut almond, brownie batter, so many great flavors that are all covered in 100% real chocolate. It's like you're eating a candy bar, but they're good for you. And when I say they're good for you, we're talking about 17 grams of protein, very, very low sugar, low calories. They are awesome. Not sure how Built was able to thread the needle there between delicious and healthy, but they figured it out. So check them out. You can go to Built.com, use our promo code LOCKDOWN15. It'll get you 15% off your next order. Or you can head on over to your local Walmart or Sam's Club and grab a box for yourself right off the shelf. So check them out. You'll thank us later. All right, let's get to the rest of the home games here in this segment. We'll start with a couple of NFC games here. The New York Giants are coming to Western New York to play the Bills. And I think the Bills are a more talented team than the Giants, but the familiarity that Brian Dable has with Josh Allen and with the Bills is pretty significant here. They also have Shea Tierney, who was a big-time influence in, in Josh Allen's development. Bobby Johnson, the Bills' former offensive line coach, he's there. And so you've got a lot of familiarity from their perspective, and obviously they're going to be most familiar with themselves, and I think they're going to be more familiarity with the their familiarity with the Bills is going to be bigger than the Bills' familiarity with Brian Dable. You know, I think there's anybody that probably has the the most clues as to how to affect Josh Allen. It's probably going to be Brian Dable. He's got a good defensive coordinator in Wink Martindale, and so that's that's a, a challenging football team. Obviously, a gritty team. They they overachieved last year. They won a playoff game last year. And so they're young in their build, and they've had some success already, but that familiarity that Brian Dable's going to have with Josh Allen, with the Bills' defensive personnel, I think that's going to be the biggest challenge to overcome in that matchup. Let's move on to the Dallas Cowboys. To me, it's that defense. It's a very opportunistic defense that they have. Micah Parsons, a super versatile front seven player, unbelievably speedy pass rusher. You get real concerned about him going up against Spencer Brown. Demarcus Lawrence, who is long arms, 
really knows how to soften rush angles. He's going to be a challenge for Spencer Brown. And they got some ball hawks in the back end. Trayvon Diggs, Stephon Gilmore, Donovan Wilson, Malik Hooker. They got they got pass rush up front. And they got ball hawks in the back end. And so that's that's always a challenging recipe to deal with. And of course, you know, they got players on offense. Dak Prescott's a good quarterback, and CeeDee Lamb, Brandon Cooks is there, Michael Gallup, good offensive line, Tony Pollard, right? It's a it's a good football team. But it's the opportunistic nature of that defense that I think is going to be the biggest challenge for the Bills. Next up is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I think this comes back to defense as well for them, where Todd Bowles, don't think he's a great head coach, do think he's a good defensive coordinator. And he's very good in terms of being game plan specific. I mean, remember what he did to Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl win that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers had over Kansas City. And so I, I think he's got a lot at his disposal in terms of creating game plans, but also he's got a lot of talent. Vita Vea, Shaq Barrett, Levante David, Antoine Winfield, Jamel Dean, Carlton Davis on the back end. They added Kalijah Cansey to this mix. I'm interested to see how he fits into things. A couple of young players that they're looking to take a step in a Logan Hall and a Joe Tryon Shoyenka. Got some players, right? And so it's that that coaching ability of Todd Bowles on defense to go with some talent that I think could present the most challenges to the bills when they face the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, Next up, the Las Vegas Raiders at home. To me, it's Josh Jacobs in this rushing offense, right? I mean, they will stay committed to it. They will run him a ton, 25, 30 touches. And, um, you know, they got some guys in the passing game. They got Devontae Adams. They got Jimmy Garoppolo now at quarterback. Jacoby Myers comes over. They still have Hunter Renfro. And so I, I think that their ability to run the football, set up their play action stuff is going to be a challenge, but also their edge rushers. Max Crosby, Chandler Jones. I mean, that's that's a good group, especially Max Crosby, one of the best defensive players in the league. Oh, by the way, he plays left defensive end, so that'll be a big job for Spencer Brown. And they also drafted in the top 10 Tyree Wilson out of Texas Tech an edge rusher. So they're loaded at edge rusher, and they're going to want to run the football. Present some challenges for the Buffalo Bills. Again, I, I think the Bills are more talented than them. It's a game I expect the Bills to win, but I think that's the challenge. They're the biggest challenges that they present. Last up on the home slate is the Denver Broncos. I think for me, it's Sean Payton taking over an offense that has talent everywhere. And I start with their offensive line. They've got some nice returning players in Quinn Miners and Lloyd Cushenberry and, and Garrett Bowles, but they made some big commitments in free agency to add Ben Powers and Mike McGlinchey. And that should really stabilize things up front for them. And their skill players, I mean, Russell Wilson can't be any worse than he was last year. And he's got Javante Williams and Samaj P. Ryan in the backfield. Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick, Jerry Judy, Marvin Mims at receiver, Greg Dulcich, a nice up-and-coming tight end. And so Sean Payton, with this offensive talent, with a stabilized offensive line, and the Broncos should be a lot better this coming season, especially on offense. Now, defensively, they you know, coaching switch over, and you know, kind of we'll see how that all comes together. But that was one of the better units in the league last year, defensively. So you know they're coming. They're coming to Western New York, a game I think the Bills should win. But 
you know, they're going to be a lot different of a team on offense. And, and Sean Payton's got a nice pedigree of coaching offense and some nice talent at his disposal to really elevate the performance of what that unit looked like last year. All right, folks, we got the away schedule coming up here in just a moment, including the Chiefs, Bengals, and Eagles. So stick with me. We'll be right back. I'll tell you what, this road schedule is pretty tough. At the Chiefs, at the Bengals, at the Eagles, at the Chargers, at the Commanders. And then, of course, your divisional games. But, I mean, at Chiefs, Bengals, Eagles, Chargers, (laughs) that's tough. That's tough. So let's start with the Kansas City Chiefs. And I could probably just say Patrick Mahomes and move on, right? Best football player in the planet. Unbelievable in terms of his ability to create offense. He's got Travis Kelsey, Kadarius Toney, Sky Moore in year two, Marquez Valdez, Scantling returns, Isaiah Pacheco in his second season, or a good middle of their offensive line. We'll see what their tackles look like. They've added to their defensive front seven with Felix and Aduki Uzoma in their first round pick and signed Charles Amenihu. I mean, They're going to be a team that can line up in a variety of ways on defense. Obviously, a ton of talent and the best player in the league in Patrick Mahomes. So, Arrowhead's always a tough place to go play, and the Bills get to go there again. Next up is the Cincinnati Bengals. (laughs) I mean, it's a tough game. The Bills played them in the playoffs, lost 27-10, wasn't a competitive game. And, of course, the Monday Night Football game, in Cincinnati, we didn't get to see a ton of that game, but you know, due to DeMar Hamlin, and obviously it needed to be canceled, all that type of stuff. But even in the small glimpse that we saw, the Bengals just looked like a team that was going to have their way with the Bills. And so Joe Burrow, those wide receivers, Lou Anarumo is a great defensive mind. He's got a lot of returning talent on that defense. Now they switched out their safeties. That'll look a little bit different, but that's going to be a good football team this year. And obviously Joe Burrow front and center, one of the best players in the entire NFL. Got to go back to their place. The NFC champions, the Philadelphia Eagles, the bills will be heading there. I think this team is just stacked in the trenches. I mean, they had 70 sacks on defense last year, best offensive line in the game. And when you show up, to a football game with what they have on the line of scrimmage, you got a good chance to win every single one of them. Oh, by the way, they got a dynamic quarterback in Jalen Hurts. It's a dual threat guy. Two great receivers in A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith. Dallas Goder to tight end. And team's loaded. A couple of veteran corners in Darius Slay and James Bradbury. It's a loaded roster. They prove they can win. Creative coaching staff. That team presents a ton of challenges, and you got to go to their place and try to beat them. Los Angeles Chargers up next. We'll start with their quarterback, Justin Herbert. He's a dude. That's one of those guys that really elevates what's around him, that's tough to defend. I mean, he's a superstar, so that's tough. they got one of the best quarterbacks in the game. And Kellen Moore is now their offensive coordinator. I'm pretty excited to see how that's going to work out because I think – he will unlock even more of what Justin Herbert has. And so I think that's going to be exciting to see for them. Then defensively, I know Brandon Staley is a defensive-minded coach, 
And he's got Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack. Joey Bosa against Spencer Brown. Be a good matchup for the Chargers, right? So we'll see how that comes together. But, you know, you're going across the country, right? That's uh, that's a pretty tough situation all the time to have to go out there and play just because of the time change, not because the Chargers have this amazing home field advantage or anything like that. But um, a road game against a great quarterback with uh, some playmakers on defense, not to mention Derwin James. I mean, they got some guys. Be a tough, tough matchup. And then the last road game is the Washington Commanders. You look at this football team. I mean, Eric Bieniemy comes over as the offensive coordinator. That should elevate things. He's got weapons and Terry McLaurin and Curtis Samuel, Jahan Dotson, their first round pick last year. Logan Thomas, a tight end, a couple good backs in Gibson and, and Robinson. And we'll see how Sam Howell looks, right? You know, it's a kind of a interesting situation handing the keys over to a fifth round pick. But that's what they're ready to do. And it feels like a, a critical year for that regime, right? Ron Rivera, you know, hasn't really won with any level of consistency in his entire career, but especially in Washington. New ownership is coming in. They, they got to do it, right? They got to make it happen this year. So we'll see how it comes together. And then, of course, defensively, they're, they're, they haven't been very good on defense, but there's a ton of potential. There's first-round picks all over that defense, especially on the D-line with Montez Sweat, Chase Young, Deron Payne, John Allen, those those are four players that are all first-round picks. And I know that Chase Young's had two disappointing seasons in a row due to injury, but obviously he has a lot to prove this year. And, you know, Payne and Allen have already proven themselves. Those are handsomely paid players that are really disruptive. And then, of course, Montez Sweat has been very consistent. So, you know, I think they present some challenges there. And you got to go to their place. So it's a tough schedule. I mean, if you look at, any way that you want to measure it in terms of strength of schedule from last year, whatever, like this is, this is a tough course for the bills. And fortunately the rest of the division has a very similar schedule, but you know, the bills have to play Cincinnati and the rest of the division doesn't, you know, that's a tough draw. And so there's some real challenge here. The the rest of the, the Bills have to play the Jaguars. The rest of the division doesn't. They have to play the other teams in the South. So that um, that makes it even tougher, right? And so I, I wonder I wonder if 11 wins is enough to win the AFC East this year. It wouldn't surprise me. Now, obviously, you want to get to like 12. <laughs> that would be better. You certainly want the one seed. All the stuff we've been talking about the last couple of years, still the same stuff, right? Want to be the number one seed. Want to have home field advantage throughout the playoffs? Want to win the AFC, right? That's The goals are still the goals. Nothing's changed. But I think this course, you know, is going to be pretty challenging, especially this road schedule at Chiefs, at Bengals, at Eagles, at Chargers. And then, of course, your road divisional game. So we'll get the full schedule tomorrow night. Um, and so after – it comes out. I will analyze it and break it down and record the podcast for you. I'll post it immediately. So sometime, I would guess, you know, Thursday evening, sometime 10 o'clock, something like that, maybe 1030. I'll, I'll have everything ready to go for uh, you guys to consume. And so I, I won't, uh, I won't delay in posting it. I know that everyone will be excited to, you know, talk about the schedule. And so I'll get that to you as quickly as I possibly can. Like I mentioned yesterday, if you've heard me break down a schedule before, then you know what to expect. If it's your first time, welcome. I'm glad you're here. 
and I look forward to discussing it with you. So come on back. Make sure that you are subscribed. We'd love it if you took a second to uh, to rate, review, and share the podcast. Hope you have a great rest of your day. Go Bills, and I look forward to catching up with you again tomorrow.